Welcome to episode number eight of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we're talking about doing no harm and taking no shit. We'll get into it. If you want more goodies, conversations, and show notes, head on over to truthanddaremovement.com. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Okay, and we are back. And this time we are discussing a theme Carly and I are very passionate about and experience pretty day to day. And it's do no harm, take no shit. The original conversation of how this theme unfolded was over in Journey Junkie Land. As many of you know, if you've been listening, Carly and I like to curse, and I also like to curse in my yoga land, and I've received a little bit of flack and pushback from some of the people in the community that they feel it's very misaligned and degrading and rude and disrespectful and demeaning that I would choose to pair curse words with the yoga community. I've even gone as far as to receive a comment that no wonder my name is called The Junkie, with air quotes around that. Oh my God. I know. Like, come on. And from that same person, I got the comment that you must have not learned mindfulness in your yoga teacher training and only learned the poses. Wow. Jeez Louise. So harsh, right? Yeah. Damn. And each time I experience one of these conversations, I usually turn to Carly and my mom because it's nice to hear both Carly's viewpoint as someone who's my peer and obviously my business bestie and soul sister. And then my mama, who is, you know, nearing 60 and comes from a different generation. And it feels a little bit differently. So it's really nice to hear both sides. But in general, at the end of the day, it's it's my message. It's my journey. And I feel really strongly about certain words that need to be used at certain times. And so that kind of that conversation is really what started and motivated this conversation between Carly and I about do no harm, take no shit. Hell yeah. I kind of feel like we should be playing the Taylor Swift song in the background, the Shake It Off song. <laughs> Shake it off. Because <laughs> that's, that's a vibe. That's a vibe we're going for. We just wanted to have a little ranting session, basically saying you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And there's another F-bomb for you. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of think that I don't know, this in my mind, this whole idea of doing whatever you want sort of is a part of feminism or at least the feminist culture that is uh, in today's world and the feminist culture that I associate with because I think it's about being it's about being able to explore whatever avenue, professional or not that we want to explore and doing that in whatever capacity that we want to do it because it makes us feel strong and it makes us feel empowered. So if that means that what we're doing um, while we're doing it, we drop some F-bombs, like fuck it because we're doing something that we want to do. And 
embracing this new wave of feminism should be about accepting this, I don't know, this like integration of what everybody wants to do and however they want to do it and accepting that deeply between other people. So, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And my mom has a good point. She told me, you know, Allie, people my age come from a generation where cursing, you know, saying fuck was so off limits. And so to hear women of our age speak it so freely, she thinks really can kind of irk people, make them really uncomfortable. And I totally understand that. We, you know, people are living different lives from different times. However, at the same time, if you're choosing to follow someone via the online world, then please don't go bashing them because there's this button called unsubscribe, unfollow, and it's your choice to interact with whomever you choose to interact with. And if you don't like something they're saying, kindly find someone else to fill their shoes. So for me, yeah. I mean, if you don't like Carly and I's language, there are plenty of other podcasts out there. And if you don't like my language as a yoga teacher, lordy, there are millions of other yoga teachers as there are millions of other podcasts. So, you know, we're not a one size fits all and we never will be. And I think just learning how to accept and then release if you're not jiving with someone is key to not bashing people and hurting people's feelings and just throwing mean-spirited comments like, no wonder you're a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, that's actually a metaphor for life. If you're in a situation and it's making you feel uncomfortable, the point is to acknowledge your feelings and honor them and surrender to them and and move on to a place where you do feel more comfortable. And that the same thing goes for the content that we're digesting as the relationships in our lives. You can use that in in a million different ways. Um and I think that when it comes to putting something out there, a product or creativity or whatever it is, there's this importance between connecting our intention and our energy with whatever we're sharing publicly. As long as what you're sharing comes from the right place of intention with the right energy behind it, then I think by all means, it's a go. You know, if you're coming from a place with negative energy and you're trying to hurt other people, okay, well, maybe we should call those people on their shit. But if Ali and I and the Journey Junkie and whatever, feel like saying a bad word is really truly the energy that we're trying to give behind a sentiment, then I think that we have, you know, the audacity to do that. And I think that other people do too. Totally. 100% agree with that. And you spoke that so so eloquently, Carl. I love how you put that. (laughs) Thanks, Allie. So Carly and I kind of want to relate this whole idea of conversation and cursing and emotional speaking and validated thinking to how you can apply the do no harm, take no shit to other facets of your life. And also you might see that slogan. Like I've definitely seen that on a yoga mat or a tote bag, but I've always loved it. So and like a tank top and a mug (laughs) and a bumper sticker. (laughs) Yeah. We might be ripping that off somewhere. We totally ripped it off, but yeah, it's okay. Um 
So we want to take this slogan and apply it to some other facets of our lives, like, for instance, playing big in the world. So we've spoken here on on the podcast in the past about really following your intuition and, you know, leaning into the discomfort of what what might not feel right, but really is right. And we're going to label that as playing big. And many people might want to might want to kind of stifle your playing big for fear, you know, their own fear they're projecting onto you. And we want to tell you, don't, don't, don't let that in. Play big. Do no harm. Take no shit. Lean into the discomfort. You know, make some scary decisions. Just like being here on this platform for Carly and I is scary. Scary in a good way, but you know we're choosing to play big by showing up and starting a greater conversation that we believe in, and whatever that means for you, do that or at least take baby steps to do that and to play big in your own life. Yeah, there's a Marianne Williamson quote about playing big. Allie, do you know it? Yeah, do it? you have it in front of you, or maybe we'll. Put no, I do. Notes. I just pulled it up online. But can I just read this? Yeah, because please I read think it. it's really important. Okay. She says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And when we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And the goosebumps. And you can just replace God with the universe or spirit, my dog or whatever makes you feel comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let that part get you down because she gets a little gaudy, but gosh, that speaks to me. Powerful. Really powerful. That's pretty much what we're trying to say. Dimming your light so that other people don't feel uncomfortable is an injustice to the world, and it's an injustice to you living your truth and being authentically who you are, and we can't be scared to be the people that we are and the people that we're meant to be. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hands going up in the air. Hands going up in the air. (laughs) We're going to church. (laughs) I'm going to temple. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so we love that quote and we will definitely include it in the blog post and the show notes. In addition to this idea of playing big um, and doing no harm and taking no shit, you know, this goes into also the everyday life, um, which is some scary decisions like maybe you need to quit your job because it's seriously stifling your creativity, your health, uh, your energy, your light, you know, man, oh man, Carly and I have both experienced the job 
stagnation, I want to call it. Is that a good word? Yeah. It's like the job slug in the honey. Mm, yeah. Slug in the honey. Situation. Um, You know, your workplace is where you spend a lot of time and you're surrounded by peers. And man, if it's not a conducive environment that is engaging and inspiring and developing you as a human being, I really urge you to look around. Start taking the effort to put your neck out there. Go to networking events. You know, the most common thing I hear in my corporate workplace is, why would I leave this corporate job to just jump to another corporate job that's probably the exact same thing, but I already know the people here, I'm comfortable, so on and so on. And the reality is, yes, you know, the bigger corporate companies are very similar. There's a lot of issues with shame management style and bureaucracy and cattiness and all that bullshit. But, you know, there's some really gem companies to work for, but it does require you sticking your neck out and going to networking events and kind of uncovering them because those aren't the ones that are on Indeed and listed on Craigslist. It's usually word of mouth. So we want you to make sure you show up and be really honest with yourself about are you happy in your day-to-day, you know, with your career and how could Mm -hmm. you maybe take baby steps to change that? Yeah. And I think that we're in this society and this goes, this just goes back, do no harm, but take no shit, you guys, because we're in this culture where we're almost like we're put in these boxes and we're fed all this like fear propaganda to make us stay where we are. And it might be coming from your boss or your coworkers if, if we're going to relate this to a job situation. And you you almost get to this point of semi being brainwashed to believe that there is nothing else out there or where you are is is the only place where you're going to get X experience or Y experience. And you're conditioned and you're programmed from all of these people around you who are really just projecting their own perceptions of of what what they see onto you. However, being around that day in and day out from nine to five has us conditioned to sometimes believe that it is true. So I think when Ali's saying stand up, it's like we, it's hard, but we have to take the blinders off and be like, we're not going to be brainwashed by you. And if you're feeling like that, like people are trying to convince you of something, that might be even more of an opportunity, even more of a chance for you to be like, mm, maybe I need to get out of here. Yeah. And on that note, sometimes we're really just convincing ourselves. Like we're telling ourselves yeah, that's over, true too. Yeah, like yeah. over and over again, this story. And I was just looking at the calendar, Carl, and I believe by the time this episode airs, Carly and I will both have given our notice and we will be moving on to new journeys, no longer in a cube. And it took a lot of work for us to get there and a lot of guts and courage to say, we're not going to continue this same lifestyle of being unhappy and knowing that we're not reaching our full potential and knowing that we have so much more to give this world so long as we believe in what we have to give and that we make the space to give it, which segues straight into Um, Our other way that you can do no harm and take no shit, which is start a side hustle. I'll let you take this one, Carl. 
Yeah. I think start if you haven't listened to our episode on the side hustle, um, go ahead and check that out because that'll give you a lot of good ideas on how to get started and kind of what it is and what it means. But just engaging in something you're passionate about can help you. I think it helps trigger that part of your brain that is like, oh, wait, there is another way. Oh, I am creative. Oh, maybe I don't have to stay where I am. Oh, I've, this part of me has been quiet for so long and I've kind of forgotten about it. And when you engage that in an activity or something you're passionate about, or, uh, you know, you join a new group or you even just meet new people, whatever the side hustle is for you, you are just engaging that part of yourself that might have been diminished for a really long time. And sometimes, honestly, that is all it takes to light the fire again. Getting, spending time engaged in something that we care about that is not related to work and that is not related to our home lives is so powerful. And I can only really think back to, this just makes me think of back to when we're kids, right? And we, we have all of this time to, we explore what we want and we're so free and we're not scared because we're not conditioned yet by all of those outside factors and by our own fucked up minds where we're so young and innocent, but just sort of that childlike curiosity and experimentation and kind of trying to tap into your inner child and allow yourself to explore and allow yourself to create and see if that is the catalyst to get you out of the position that you're in. And also when you do find it and you do want to get out of it, don't let anybody give you shit for it. Mm-hmm. That just made me think of, I remember when I was a gymnast and a cheerleader, you know, you'd go to school all day, but then five days a week, I would be in the gym for five hours after school. And it was like no big deal. And I know obviously you have different energy levels when you're a kid or a teenager, but the reality is you're so engaged because you know you love it and you're feeding off the energy of what you're creating, whatever it is that you were doing. You know, you didn't have to be doing gymnastics or cheerleading, but many of us played sports or were involved in some kind of extracurricular activity that we spent hours on multiple times a week, kind of shaping and learning and molding our craft. And we're not saying you need to spend hours, but maybe 30 minutes every day or a few hours each week you set aside to kind of explore that side hustle. And like Carly said, there's a whole episode on it and a really nice blog post that goes into way more depth about that topic. Yeah, there is. The point of all of this is of you doing whatever the fuck you want to do is just about being authentically you, chase your dreams, break out of the box. We don't have all of the time in the world Years go by so quickly. It's every day is faster than the day before it. And we just, this whole point is just to encourage you guys to not let other people or, I mean, anything outside of your bubble bring you down and distract you and make you feel like you can't accomplish what you want to accomplish and what is in your heart and in your soul, what sets your soul on fire. Um, I think we should maybe jump into why people might react this way to us and sort of what we can do if we're feeling the pushback from exploring exploring a passion or, or whatever it is. Um, I think that so much of this comes from a, from a place of judgment and a place of fear. 
And if you don't know it now, you got to just keep reiterating in your mind that so much judgment from other people comes from a place of lack in their lives and actually has nothing to do with you and what you're doing. And it also is because, to be honest, we are just conditioned that way as a culture to choose fear and judgment and lack over acceptance and freedom and love. And I just want to start off this whole topic by saying it's all them and not you. And that is for sure. Yeah. And you know, Carly and I just spewed a bunch of really great information, but now we need to talk about all the shit you're going to have to work through to do no harm and take no shit. And piggybacking off what Carl just said, you know, I also think it's, we have to fight our own inner demons. So Carly and I did another episode called Fear and Fraudy Feelings. And I think if you marry the two, what we're talking about here, how the external world is going to view you when you start to lean into the discomfort of living your journey you know, you're also going to face all these internal fears and demons, and that's another whole topic. So don't don't think that we're not very aware of that, but Carly and I are trying to keep this one shorter, and that would take a full hour to, uh, to talk about both inner and outer fears. So mm-hmm. we're going <laughs> to, we're going to keep it to what you're going to feel from the external world. And like Carly said, we're conditioned as a society to feel a certain way. And then we're conditioned on top of that to not only feel it, but then feel the need to tell you it, which is where it gets real murky and hard. And it's like you're the honey and the sl- you're the slug in the mm-hmm. not the honey and the slug, the slug and the honey. And it's it's really difficult to sometimes lean into that discomfort of living your truth and daring to change because it feels so thick and so difficult. But just know that it, it gets real light and fluid as you make your way through through a little bit of the darkness. And I know Brene Brown, I'm reading her book, Rising Strong right now. And she also talks about it in Daring Greatly, but she did this on-site visit to Pixar. And they had this big quote up in the Pixar studios about how each story you know, act one opens and you're seeing the problem that's going to get laid out in the movie, right? So some event happens. Act three, the ending of the movie is usually really only like 15 minutes and it's the solution to the whole problem. Whether it's the prince meets, finally gets his princess back or, you know, whatever it is, you know, Buzz and Woody, they, they were saved and they're back in the toy room with Andy But then the whole middle chunk, like an hour of the movie, is them trying to figure out all the different ways to fix the problem, and they fail, and they fall, and they get back up, and eventually they realize that the solution is they just have to be authentic and be vulnerable to get to the bottom of the situation. And so that's act two. And act two is that thick, muddy place of fear and scarcity and feeling like you're not belonging. And I don't know why I got into that whole thing, but basically- well, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> maybe think- Maybe you can make sense, Carly, of what I'm I trying to I think you're say. just saying that it's important because we it, it lends really well into not taking shit from people or maybe why people give us so much shit because we let our fear and our judgment 
of other people's vulnerability and other people's ability to be vulnerable and to be exposed or emotional or authentic overshadow our respect for them because it makes us feel uncomfortable and us being the obviously the pushback and the counter, you know, the counteraction here. But I think that's what it is. I think that people um, let judgment overshadow authenticity and vulnerability because it just freaks them out, honestly. Yeah, they're not in act two. They're not right. in they're just the stuck in act one. And yeah, they just want to get to act, act three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they're pretending they're in act three, but really they're not. They're still in act one. So that there we go. That that's the connecting force. Yeah, I think the messiness, <laughs> the juiciness, the gut, the grit, the tears, you know, the blood, the scary shit freaks people out, man. And a lot of people just aren't on that level. And that they're going to get offended by you and you're not doing anything wrong and they're just not on the same level as you or as Ali says, which I love, they're just not in your vortex right now. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. It could be your family. It could be your family members. You know, it might not be someone who's spewing intense judgment at you, but it could be, you know, your mom. Lord knows my mom, I think over the years, she's gotten more and more accepting. And also, um, she gets the whole journey junkie thing of being online and what I'm doing. But I think it definitely took a few years for her to understand why I was spending so much of my free time, so much of my money on buying technology and resources. And why Myers and I are killing ourselves to film yoga videos every weekend. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the the missing puzzle piece, it took a long time for her to put it in there. But, you know, a few years into it, I think she sees the change that it's helping people all over the world practice yoga in the comfort of their home. And now she's really – I think she gets it. I think she's like 90% getting it now. So yeah. it might not be this intense judgment like the person who wants to bash you. It might just be your mom or your sister or your best friend, you know, that's just not getting it. And I yeah. think I think Carly's starting to recognize that as we're slowly introducing the podcast to our circle of friends. Definitely. And I think this is a good place to point out that there is a difference between discernment and judgment, where discernment you are your what's happening doesn't work for you, for your world, for your bubble. It just doesn't jive with you and that is okay. Judgment comes from straight up a place of lack, a place of anger, and a place of darkness. So it's two different things. You can absolutely respectfully uh, just not jive with something and there's nothing wrong with that. And you can even um, be vocal about that opinion or have other people tell you that. And as long as it's done in a way that comes from this honest place, that's okay. So it's two separate things and being aware of uh, kind of where that energy is coming from and what's coming at you so that you can filter through that as well is is important here. I like that. Judgment yeah. and discernment. Good, mm-hmm. good words to use. So at the end of the day, guys, you know, like Carly was just saying, haters are going to hate and they're going to choose their path and there's going to be people who bash you and there's going to be family members who don't get it and friends who might not show their support as you think the support should be given. And you just got to know you're on the path. 
that you're living your truth and you're daring to change and stay focused on you. Stay focused on what's fueling your soul, what's calling to your spirit, what makes you feel like you're coming alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was just, thanks for letting us rant and get this out. We just felt like as truth and dare unfolds, we just want you guys to know that we're going to be as authentic as we can. If that doesn't jive with you, we respect that and we honor that. And we really welcome you to go out and find what does jive with you because we're doing the same thing as we're on our journey to uncover our truth. Uh, some people are going to be on our path and some people aren't, and we are okay with that. And we also welcome anybody who is digging us and feeling us to jump on board our bandwagon because the more the merrier. Uh, we just wanted to have this like quick little episode to remind you also to just keep doing whatever it is that you're doing, just like we are. You know, there's always going to be someone in the corner who's going to try to sneak around and make you question yourself. Mm. Fuck them, okay? <sighs> to just to drop another F-bomb. Fuck them. You know, the more we stay committed to our paths of uncovering our truth and who we are, uh, the more likely it is that people are just going to try to bring us down. It is what it is. Play the Taylor Swift song. We have each other. There's shake it up. Shake it up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we have each other. Uh, there are more like-minded people out there than you think. So we can stick together and we can overcome the haters. Yeah. I want to leave you guys with one final thought. Uh, in Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, she starts the book off with this quote from Theodore Roosevelt. I won't read it to you now. You can definitely find it. But essentially the quote talks about the man who is in the middle of the arena, face down, marred by sweat, tears, and blood, and how she views this quote as the people who are really high up in the arena that bought the cheapest seats, right? That want to throw, maybe they're throwing food down into the arena or they're screaming their insults that in her world in leaning into vulnerability and daring greatly, she's learned to tune out the people who have bought the cheap seats. And really, she only pays attention to the people who are in the arena with her, who are daring greatly and living courageously. And if anyone else is trying to spew their thoughts onto her or give her feedback that she doesn't need, she tunes out. So she doesn't read reviews on her books. She doesn't go back and watch comments on her TED Talks because if you're not someone who's up there doing a TED Talk, then she's not going to take your shit because you're not in the arena that she's in. And I love that idea that if you're only on the floor covered in dirt and dust and sweat and tears and you know the efforts that go behind what someone's doing, then just don't listen to what they have to say. She also says this wonderful idea of taking a one inch by one each, one inch by one inch piece of paper and on that piece of paper, writing down the select names that really matter. So you can imagine on a one inch by one inch paper, how many names you could fit. I think on my paper, I made one, I only have three names, um, maybe four. And that's what that you got to keep it real. Like that's how you got it. That's how real you got to become about this. If you're going to be living your truth and daring to change. Do you have anything you want to wrap up, Carl? I just love that. I love mm -hmm. that, Allie. Yeah. Just stay in your zone, you guys. Stay in your vortex. Stay in your zone. 
there will, there will be people that are in it with you. We are definitely in it with you. So let's not give up and let's not give in to the bullshit. Let's just like keep running towards the light and stick together. Hey man. So on that, do no harm, take no shit. Don't forget, you can find all of the show notes, the conversations, all these beautiful quotes we throw down over at truthanddaremovement.com. And if you want to join the conversation and social media land on Instagram, follow us at truthanddaremovement. We'll be back next week with another conversation to connect with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.